the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Media and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Gosh, there's a lot of fun things out there. You know, we could talk about, and when I say fun, I mean fun. We could talk about some of the, the crazy stuff going on in the world of technology. Amazon is basically betting a billion dollars that you're going to cut the cord. What I like about thinking about that is they're bringing back a couple shows, Alpha House and Betas. Basically, they did some uh, five or six pilots. They let you pick the shows that you wanted to watch, and then they developed shows around that. At the time, it didn't click in my head what that meant. Now it does. It's all about the cord cutting. It's all about saying, you know, NBC's got this president of executive of decision-making of the United States of America. And he sits there and goes, hmm, True Blood did really well, and then the, the CW has a big hit with that Vampire Diaries. Let's do a Dracula show. Hmm, AMC's got the zombies. We need zombies. Zombie versus Dracula. Now, again, I'd probably watch that, but the whole point is executives don't really tap into what people want. So, you clicked it, you get it. Yahoo Studios, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu Originals, all doing some, you know, you tell us what you want. And dinosaurs didn't die out slowly. They died out when a big old comet hit the uh, world. Uh, Earth. World. Which world? Dinosaurs were truly, truly, you know, the king of the, the world, and then suddenly gone. Networks need to be very, very cautious on what they're seeing right now. I saw a weird trend of not only are people cutting Comcast, but they're also cutting their internet provider, their high-speed cable modems. A lot of people are like, you know what? I only need to check email four times a day. Maybe I'll just go to Starbucks and check in my email right there kind of thing. Now, economically speaking, you're getting a cup of coffee every time you check your email. Not the best thing in the world, but some people are learning that you don't need it. Elsewhere in the world of fun news that you can use, home prices rose at a slower pace in September. A measure of home prices rose only slightly in September from August. A sign that prices are leveling off after big gains earlier this year. So the numbers are going to get tougher. Comparables are getting more mature. Higher mortgage rates and steady price increases are slowing home sales in September. 
mortgage rates are still very, very low historically. A lot of economists expect the housing recovery to continue, albeit with a slower gain in sales and a slower gain in price. I mostly agree with that. But can we expect prices to jump 22% year over year? No. Just our wages aren't jumping that much. CVS, Caremark, DirecTV, Hertz, Hertz, Michael Kors, and Emerson. Hertz is in a lot of businesses. They've consolidated the hell out of the rental car business, but they're also in a big equipment rental business, and they need to get out of that because they're just not very good at it. Trading volume was very light yesterday. Uh, Dow Jones Transport average jumped 1.2%, finished at a record high. Transports tend to lead the market because if we're transporting stuff in trains and planes and trucks, we tend to be consuming. If we're consuming, we tend to like push our economy. The rebound in the Russell 2000 was pretty impressive. It showed breaking up is hard to do in the current environment where participants are, you know, dinging tight. Uh, really, really holding on tight to the belief that the Fed will ride easy on. There's no dings in this market. You know, the SP 500 up 15 out of 19 sessions. That's pretty impressive, in my opinion. Again, do I want you to get you know goo goo for Gaga? Get calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. Another fun story that I saw out there today is Targets could give you $200 for a gift card if you give them your old iPad this week. It could be an iPad 1. It could be an iPad that you bought for $100 used on Craigslist. They'll give you $200 for it. And then if you buy the last year's iPad, which the iPad Mini is selling for $299 with a $25 gift card, you were getting the iPad Mini for $75. Or you could use your $200 towards virtually anything else at the store. That's pretty impressive. I like, I like Target. What's interesting to note about Target, though, to be quite honest, is like they've got that red card, which a lot of people just don't understand the, the purpose of it. All it is is it's tied to your your bank account like a debit card, and they give you five percent off. So there you go. Pandora is in the news today. The largest U.S. internet radio service said its market share increased after Apple unveiled its competing iTunes Radio. Where I'm interested in Pandora is how do they do 5, 10, 15 years down the road? You know, when we first got into travel apps or travel sites, Kayak and Orbitz and Expedia and Travelocity and Hotels.com, LastSecondHotel.com, you know, Priceline, do we really need 10 to 15 different ways to listen to music? Whether it be Spotify or... Pandora, iHeartRadio. I think you get where I'm going at with this. Pandora. There's something there about a box, but I don't know. I don't have it in me today. I just don't have it in me. I just don't have it in me. So, Pandora's going to be something that we look for in years to come to see how they fare listener hours of Pandora during the month of October were 1.47 billion an increase of 18% year over year 
Shares of total U.S. radio listening for Pandora up 8%, an increase from 6.6%. Active listeners were 70.9 million at the end of October versus 59.2. Those are all pretty good numbers. J.P. Morgan said some positive comments. Pandora is available on Chromecast, which is Google's new TV-connected device that wirelessly delivers online audio and video entertainment to the biggest screen in the home. Pandora is available on Chromecast through an update to its Android and iOS mobile apps. I haven't heard much of uh, Chromecast since, you know, that little dongle that you put into your TV. And, again, that's nothing to write home about. That's just we haven't heard a lot about it. Um, two skydiving planes collided into each other, and everyone got out. They skydived safety. I'm not a big fan of skydiving. It's, I don't know, why put yourself out there like that? If it ends, it ends very, very badly. SP500 is down 9, the Dow's down 93, the Nasdaq down 18. I got a big event coming up Thursday at the hotel, the airport hotel in San Jose, formerly the Radisson. Um, you can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Um, from 639, it's building a retirement portfolio that lasts. If you've never been to an event, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com, and I'll get you to sign up for free. Uh, I'm collecting phones. If you want to donate an old phone, I'll donate it to charity for you. You can get in for free. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll send you the entry code for that. We'll take a break here. Come on out to the retirement portfolio event Thursday. We'll take a break. Be right back. AM 1220 KDOW. Stocks decline. I don't know what you think about this story. Festival goers in West Hollywood's annual Halloween carnival dancing to electronic music and cheering as a man becomes engulfed in flames and dies. Some bystanders could be heard cheering. Others help put out the flames. One bystander recorded the scene with a cell phone and posted on the video website. Guy was fully engulfed like a torch. Like, you would think this is a movie special effect. Drunken and partying. Be cautious with your drunken partying, is my advice. It will end badly. Um, and it will cost you, in this case, truly, dearly, his life. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Got a big retirement event coming up that I hope you can come to. It's the last event of the year as far as seminars go. Next year, I think I'm going to be doing more of a scaled-back schedule. Um, SP 500 is down 9. The Dow is down 92. The Nasdaq is down 19. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, when I was 18, that's when young Rob Black started thinking, I want to retire one day. It's really probably the first time in my head I was like, what am I going to do to do that? How much money do I need? How much do you need for retirement? And I came up with a bogus number. It was a million dollars. (laughs) A million dollars would pay me $40,000 a year till the day I die. But then you get married, and then you have kids, and suddenly your your numbers start inflating much higher, so to speak. Um, Let's talk about when do you know that you have enough for retirement? When can you pull the plug? When are you done? Well, it's, it's relative to expenses. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what you're spending, okay. including taxes, including health care costs that you have in retirement. You take that number now and you project it forward with inflation, at least 3.5%. Right? Okay. So 
let's say in in you're spending a hundred grand a year now, and in twenty years when you retire, you're going to spend two hundred thousand dollars a year because that's what you would need. It, it the value of a dollar is cut in half every eighteen to twenty years. So if you're spending a hundred now, you're going to need two hundred at retirement. Okay. You're also going to need a portfolio big enough to in, continue your inflation adjusted withdrawals each year. So. Which is interesting that you say that, because I think that number is actually higher on seniors. Inflation for you and me is 3%, but inflation for seniors, healthcare costs, they're a lot higher than 3%. So I think you're going to need bigger numbers than you think you do. Yeah, I'll disagree with you a little bit there, because the healthcare costs are rising at 5 to 6%. But when I look at people when they're in their 80s, okay. they're a lot of times, I mean, getting grandma or grandpa to eat more than two meals a day or more than a couple pieces of toast for lunch, yeah. it's tough. And they don't travel as much. They're just content reading book and playing bridge and whatever than they were when they were traveling a lot. So, and, you know, they're not buying DVD players and, and TVs and, you know, putting their kids through college anymore. So you can run your inflation. You can control it as well because you can also say, I'm only going to be successful if I only adjust my port, my draws by 2.5% a year. And then they know that and they can adjust for it. But... If if you're spending $100,000 a year now and you're retiring in 20 years, you're going to need $200,000 a year then. And you want a portfolio large enough to be able to to adjust the income with inflation, which means that's why you don't you don't want to sp- withdraw more than 4 or 5% at age 65. So if you simply take $200,000 and divide it by 0.05, you need at least $4 million to be successful in retirement. Now, that's not assuming there's any Social Security or pensions involved. And that's not assuming that your home is paid off. So there's a lot of other things that go into that cash flow analysis to determine how much you need. Because if you're looking at your $100,000 a year now, that might be including your mortgage, which is eventually going to be paid off. Okay. So a lot of you, you've really got to have a detailed financial plan. But you know, it's 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 something that you can do a quick and dirty idea. If I'm going to retire in 20 years, double my income, divide it by 0.05, and that gives you a little bit of a rough, rough estimate. Do that a little slower. You blew me away with that. Okay, so you take if you're going to retire in 20 years, take okay. your income right. that you need now to live. Okay. Um, if if you're going to have a mortgage that's paid off, you can reduce your mortgage from that number. Okay. Then double that because of inflation over 20 years, and then divide it by 0.05. Um, if you're going to if you're going to have a pension or Social Security, you yeah. can take your income that you need right now, minus your mortgage if it's going to be paid off, minus your uh, Social Security that you're going to have on an annual basis, and then divide that number by 0.05. That gives you a real rough calculation, but a lot of things go into that cash flow analysis. For example, I've got clients that retire with 90% of their portfolios in 401ks and IRAs. They're going to pay more taxes than people that retire with a combination of 401k, taxable accounts, real estate income, um, and cash, you know, there, it's an easier way to control the tax bracket. So it's so relative to where you've saved your money, your expenses, your mortgage, where you're going to retire. A lot of people aren't going to be able to afford to retire in the state. Let's face it. And with that said, one of the areas that I see people making mistakes on, they think their house is going to be their pig. They, they're banking on their house being their, their nest egg. They're, if, they're, if their savings, their 401k is not enough, I'll just sell the house. Mm-hmm. What are the, some mistakes you see? Well, yeah, that's one. I mean, I'll also say if you've if you're in that point, you know you're pulling too much out of your portfolio to live now, and you think you're going to tap your house in the next ten years to to maintain your success. Right. Do it now by either selling and moving to a different state or doing a reverse mortgage now, while rates are low. I've actually had an email on that very same question recently of you know someone who bought a house in Fremont and wants to sell it, but maybe they'll turn it into a rental while they wait for real estate to come back. Oh, that, that wait for real estate to come back. What? It, you know, it's bottoming. So, wh- how long are you willing to wait? If it's negative cash flow, get out of it because it's killing your retirement. 
a lot of people in this in this email, this is kind of interesting, Chad. This woman in particular, she said, I'll go rent a thousand square feet. I'll go rent something that's tiny compared to my house so that I can wait it out. So I can have that negative cash flow and it change around a little bit for me. So people have some sickness, some some mentality issues, uh, rule of thumbs where they think they know better than the market per se. Well, it might not be a sickness. It might be a morality issue, Rob, because they know that they, they signed those loan docs. They took it. They they stepped into it right with the bank, so they have some moral obligation to you know deal with the debt that they took on. So that always well, issues morality schmorality. <laughs> CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So Amazon's letting you decide which um, shows get get produced. Netflix just acquired the rights to a massive. Uh, documentary called The Square, which is all about Egypt's Tahir Square, Cairo's Tahir Square. Um, what's interesting to note about that is media is changing, and it's changing fast. And there's investments to be made, and there's investments that you will mess up. One of the things I'm going to be talking about is this exact concept Thursday night, building a port- retirement portfolio that lasts. I'm going to go over some stocks that I think next year should be critically important to portfolios of growth. I'm going to go over some stocks that should be critically important to value next year. Uh, if you want to come out to the event, it's at the San Jose Airport Hotel, Thursday, November 7th from 6.30 to 9, 6.30 to 9 at the San Jose Radisson Airport Hotel, building a retirement portfolio that lasts. You can sign up at robblack.com. I'm doing a phone fundraiser. If you bring your old cell phone, it doesn't have to be working. It could be broken. It can be in pieces. Um, Apple iPhones, old ones, bring one in. I'll wipe the date. I'll donate it to charity for you. Um, I will send you a charitable receipt. Um, but I would love for you to tell me that you're coming so I can sign you up, give you the free code to get in. Otherwise, it's $5 at robblack.com. If you drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, it's rob at robblack.com. I'll send you out that information today. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, talking investing, and much, much more. It's that time of year where we're starting to look at the holidays. I saw a great story out on Target today that if you turn in an old iPad, any iPad, They'll give you a $200 gift card, and keep in mind they're selling the old iPad Mini for $75, uh, $100 with a $25 gift card that they give you to shop at the store. Get last year's iPad Mini for $75. Woo, smoking. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine, thanks. Good. Now, I'm already starting to get into my holiday mode. Like, I'm looking for you know days off here and there weeks off here and there. I'm losing a little interest in Wall Street. Is that going to hurt the returns on Wall Street? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get that last part where the fact that the, the holiday season starting earlier is... Well, no, no. I'm, I'm getting at... Volume tends to go down this time of year okay. as people okay. start focusing yeah. on their holidays and families. In this current environment where we have health care laws getting kind of messed up, we've got Congress coming up in January, February, March... 
Does low volume hurt us or help us? Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear what you're saying now. Um, you know, low volume certainly hasn't hasn't hurt us. Um, you know, that's kind of been the knock on this rally for uh, well for several years, frankly, that you have not seen really strong volume behind the move, uh, and that's been labeled as a reflection of the um, you know the reticence on the part of the retail investor to get committed to the stock market again, but. Um, you know, so uh, there's an adage that, you know, volume does equal conviction, uh, but at the end of the day, it's price that matters for, you know, an investor, right? So if uh, you're sitting there looking at a stock holding you might have and you're going to need to sell it maybe for a down payment on a home or help with college education, um, you know, if the price is 30% higher than on low volume, so be it. You know, that's a good thing. Um, where it hurts is probably more on the, the in the trading community on the on the side of things for for the um, for the uh, uh, investment banks you know that have those trading operations it's a drag on their results but um, so far anyway we certainly haven't seen any real adverse effect from the low volume that's been accompanying this uh, tremendous market rally for uh, off the 2009 lows. So we are exiting earnings season, and one of the very first things that I do is go to briefing.com. I read page one, pinned by you. Um, as we're starting to exit earnings season, what's your commentary? What's your thoughts? Was it, was it better than expected? Are we looking good for 2014? Where are we? Right. Uh, well, the third quarter reporting period, um, probably to no one's surprise, uh, was better than expected. Um, it yep. followed a, uh, a trend that uh, we've seen for some time now where estimates get uh, knocked down in front of the reporting period, uh, and the companies come out and they hurdle those low estimates, and uh, things look you know, better than they were uh, expected to be. So uh, according to FactSet, uh, what we're looking at right now is a blended earnings growth rate, and what that is is essentially taking the uh, earnings growth of the companies that have reported and combining it with the uh, estimated earnings growth of the companies that have yet to report, and that's coming in at about uh, just above 3%. Uh, now, the thing to remember about that is that we were right about, uh, the estimate was right about 3% growth uh, coming into the reporting period as of uh, September 30th. But the, the key thing here is that uh, J.P. Morgan's been a real drag on that number. It's knocked off about uh, 2.5 percentage points of growth for the S&P 500 because of the large legal expense it took, which was not accounted for in analyst estimates according to FactSet. So if you're backing out, uh, you know, J.P. Morgan, you're probably pushing closer to, you know, 5% earnings growth really in the uh, third quarter reporting period. Uh, so it's not not that bad. Um, and uh, so by and large, though, you're seeing some nice surprises out of the materials sector. Um, you're seeing the technology sector come through, um, and uh, you're getting still some pretty decent growth out of the consumer discretionary sector as well. So um, areas that are important to the uh, to the growth story uh, that the market is buying into, and so that's uh, keeping people interested in, I think, in buying on the dips we see here every now and then. So, Mr. O'Hare, today Tesla reports, and it's been a dramatic Wall Street story as a Market analyst, I have to imagine it's well on your radar. Any thoughts on the story uh, right. of Tesla? You know, um, I can't make the exact parallel, right? But there was a uh, when I see a stock go vertical like that, uh, it reminds me of several years back. There was a stock called uh, and a company that still exists called Molly Corp. 
um, which uh, was a rare earth mining company, right? Um, sure. And there was a phase a few years back where it was all about rare earth, right? And anything that was rare earth related, you saw those stocks just take off. Um, and if you saw the stock chart today, you'd be quickly reminded how how fast the momentum can go in and out of a hot story, right? Um, Tesla uh, is is a neat story, um, and it certainly uh, appears to be satisfying a, a growing niche within the automotive space. It's an innovative technology, and uh, and that's certainly to be commended in terms of what they're trying to to achieve there. Uh, but when you see a stock like that, um, uh, you know, that I believe has a market cap greater than the size of General Motors, right, um, and isn't selling near the number of vehicles General Motors is, um, it it raises some real um, eyebrows and it, it gives you some, some real cause for concern that uh, one chink in that uh, armor and uh, that momentum money can flow out of there real fast and a lot of you know, people who are coming in late to the story can uh, perhaps get burned really badly. So interesting story here, but uh, not a stock probably that a lot of people should feel compelled to, to chase at this juncture. With that in mind, Twitter. Um, yep. Same same thing as Facebook. Should we just change the commentary? <laughs> Um, you know, probably not the same thing as Facebook because, um, uh, in, in what I mean by that really is that uh, Facebook taught, you know, Twitter management and the NYSE uh, a lot about how to, you know, how to manage this IPO process. I think the expectations surrounding Facebook were so, so high. Um, you know, uh, you saw the glitch in the rollout, and then you saw the company not really live up to the growth expectations that the market was banking on as it, you know, uh, as the stock opened up. Um, and probably maybe the one thing that might have worked against Twitter here is that Facebook had that blowout quarter, you know, two quarters ago, and the stock basically, you know, close doubled almost uh, within a few weeks' time, and that raise the um, um, the excitement factor surrounding Twitter here, right? So there's a real uh, chance that, you know, I've seen pricing for Twitter, what, around 25 to 27 bucks a share, I think. And so there's a lot of talk that you could see that stock, you know, double or go to 40 bucks um, because Facebook has done so well recently. And, and um, so... There is a little bit of a, you know, certainly a connection there that the expectations surrounding how Twitter can do on its IPO day are extremely high. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully the whole process will have been managed better by the underwriters and, and it appears to have been managed a little bit better, uh, by the, uh, by the company itself, uh, on its roadshow. So, um, it's a good, you know, it's a good thing. I mean, you have, uh, you know, U.S. company, uh, great story coming out, you know, raising capital. That's what the market's all about, and it can use that capital to, you know, continue its growth. Um, but the question is just how carried away market participants might get with a hot story that, you know, uh, and, and how stretched the valuation could ultimately become. So it becomes, you know, it's obviously a really good company, but it might not be a very great stock. Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Every day I start by reading your columns. What do we need to know that I haven't asked that you really want to share with us? Yeah, well, you know, going back to kind of your, your opening there, when you talk about, you know, thinking about the holidays, right? Uh-huh. Uh, 
Um, it's something that you know I'm going to be doing a little bit more work on here as we look at the the, the coveted holiday uh, retail holiday sales period here, and sort of the expectation, uh, the general belief is that it's not going to be. Uh, that great this time around. There's fewer shopping days between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. I believe there's one less weekend. Uh, National Retail Federation is looking for about 4% growth, but um, so it's going to be increasingly talked about here uh, because you know tis the season. You know Thanksgiving is not that far away, and um, and uh, and so I'm going to be trying to uncover some. Uh, some investment angles, if you will, as it relates to that uh, holiday sales period. Um, and so that's what I'm going to be working on. And then separately, obviously, going to be watching the employment data on Friday, which will be uh, a key number here as it relates to the market's thinking uh, on the Fed's potential tapering timeline. Off the record, just editorially speaking, aren't we a little crazy as a nation opening up stores on Thanksgiving? Like, isn't it going I, too far? Rob, I'm glad, you know, off the record, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing, frankly. I mean, it's like it's it's kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, frankly. I mean, it's like, you know, we've sort of lost the whole uh, reason, you know, why you're celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas, for that matter, just with all of the attention around capturing as many sales as possible. You know, frankly, I feel like, that's what the Internet's for, right? If you want to get on there and, mm-hmm. and do some purchasing on Thanksgiving Day, just go sit in your office and, and go online and do it. But to in, to incent people to kind of like leave their homes, leave their families by opening their doors on, you know, Thanksgiving, and um, personally, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it is what it is, and, and uh, people are going to respond to it, and that's why it's probably uh, not going to go away. Thanks very much. It's the one, the only, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. It's Briefing.com, an independent live market analysis of U.S. and international equity markets. There's so much there. There's value investing. There's growth investing. There's economists. There's market analysts. Check it out. I'm Rob Black. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Factoring index increase. It's easy when you're young and you still want it so badly. And I Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. Home prices rose at a slower pace in September, according to CoreLogic, increasing just two-tenths of a percent. We're learning that the young are avoiding the new health care plans. Early buyers of the coverage are quite a bit older, 51 years old versus last year's average enrollee of about 41. And that's going to be a problem. It's going to make health care more expensive for all people. That could be a big drag on the economy next year. Twitter IPO comes Thursday. This Thursday should be exciting times. A lot of millionaires will be made that day. Be careful chasing IPOs. Let's bring in the one, the only, CFP Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well. How are you? 
doing well. We got the big event coming up Thursday night. It's our last one of the year. It's retirement income portfolio building event workshop. It's in San Jose at San Jose Airport. People can sign up right now between 6.30 and 9 p.m. Thursday evening, but you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So I believe it's already the end of the year when we're doing year planning issues. I love it. I hate it. So I love this time of year because it slows me down. I hate it because I'm one year older. <laughs> That's right. One year close to death. Um, you sent me an email that I found interesting. Someone sent you an email talking about, you know, 401k, dangers of overfunding the 401k early on. What's that mean? Well, you got to know what your plan document says because a lot of people, especially in the tech industry, you get bonuses at certain times of the year. And when you sign up to contribute to your 401k, most people sign up as a percentage. So if it gets your bonus, say, mid-year, all of a sudden your percentage of your bonus that you're deferring in your 401k can cause you to max out your 401k really early in the year. And Why is that bad? The way that, what's that? Why is that bad? Well, because the way that a lot of plan documents can be written is that uh, the match comes on a monthly basis. And so um, if you max out too early and your plan document's kind of an old historic one, you end up missing out on some match potentially because it comes on a monthly basis. Now, a lot of companies have a true-up where the next year you'll see, oh, okay, they maxed out their 401K early, so we missed out on the match the you know next several paychecks, so we'll true it up. you really got to talk to your HR department, ask them if that's the case, if you're a person that maxes out your 401K early every year. Um, find out how that works. And the other thing is, too, is that if you're going to be 50 this year, even if you turn 50 on December 31st, 2013, you're eligible for that higher catch-up contribution. So I've been talking to a couple of different people that, you know, recently turned 50 or they do in the next month or two. They're still at the 17500 level, not realizing that they can get that extra 5500 bucks in for being 50 or older by the end of the year. So make sure that you're aware um, of your age 50, you know, really early in the next year. So if you're turning early, uh, 50 next year, make sure that in January you're adjusting your 401k contributions to take advantage of that that catch-up limit that you get. So the maximum amount to be able to contribute to a 401k has been going up in the past few years. Is that set on a regiment every two years? It adds 500 bucks, or is it up to the IRS or somebody to figure out what that number should be as far as a maximum 401k contribution. Yeah, it's up to the IRS. I don't think we've seen final numbers yet for 2014. I've seen some preliminary ones, but I'm not going to say what those are. But uh, yeah, usually you get 250 to $500 increments if there is inflation. But the government can be funny with that because on the year where the government said there's no inflation and they, for the first time uh, year before last, did not increase Social Security payments to recipients, at the same time, Medicare Part B went up by a little over 5 or 6% in terms of cost, and that cost comes directly out of your Social Security check. So you never know how these calculations are being made. It's a little bit little bit fishy. So how is the office doing today? Fully staffed? Fully staffed, yep. I'm adding to it. I'm one that's not afraid to be hiring and uh, try to get through the the. You know, you were talking about the Affordable Care Act and how it's going to be a potential drag on the economy. I, I kind of believe that. I kind of believe that the lower-end retailers are probably going to struggle a little bit as well as people deal with either higher health insurance costs if they haven't had health insurance before and they don't have it through their employer or a tax hit that they really won't know that's going to be there until April 15th of 2015. 
So be interesting love to see how we all adjust to this. I love you because I was trying to be cute and say, is everyone clocking out so they can play Call of Duty Ghosts? It was released this morning, and <laughs> I have to imagine productivity in America took a hit with Grand Theft Auto V and with uh, Call of Duty V Ghosts or whatever it is at this point in time. You know, a dog, uh, plays, a main, a dog plays a main character in the story. A dog does in Ghosts. Yeah, you can play um, part of a, an attack canine. So. Uh. Just no, my, my kids won't even play video games with me. I'm so horrible. <laughs> and now they're going to be running around emulating dogs that tear out people's throats. Yeah, I've tried nice. to play Call of Duty before. I just run around and shoot the walls and the ceilings. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm losing my skills. I used to have mad skills, and I could use yeah, like a pole on. Like the gamer, Mr. Black. Many, 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 many years ago. But that CFP Chadbert. Anything you want to talk about the San Jose Airport event that we're doing Thursday night? Anything you want to plug? Well, I mean, yeah, again, when to rebalance the portfolio. The safe money and how to calculate how much safe money you need in retirement, if you have the right amount of safe money, it allows you – you can be a more aggressive investor if you like, especially if you're concentrating on dividends. You just have to be systematic about when you rebalance. And you also have to look at bond alternatives. If you're going to try to be that person that takes 45% of your portfolio a year, um, you know, use that old rule of thumb, you can't do it with just – the types of bonds that we have as investors today to invest in. You have to look at some bond alternatives, so we'll talk about the good and the bad there. So, thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can listen to his show today from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. here on KDOW 1220. He does a show called New Focus on Wealth. It is a good show. It is a very educational show, informational. I think he has a nice pacing to it. He puts a lot of work into it. I, myself, um, do a different type of show. He's more of a wealth preserver. I'm more of a wealth accumulator. We're doing an event this Thursday. San Jose Airport, doing a phone raiser for funds. Bring in your old phone and uh, donate it to charity and come on in for free. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Or drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. If you're going to bring a phone, I'll sign you up for you. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Rob Black and your money. The Real Estate Report with Tony Mendez. This is Tony Mendez from The Real Estate Report here on KDOW. Listen in on Tuesday night, 6 to 7 for your... 866-590. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invest in more. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I know the Twitter IPO is right around the corner. I know a lot of people want to think about it, talk about it. Play with it in their head. Tweet about it, of course. Um, it's not a done deal. Some IPOs do fall apart the day of, the day before. If the markets go bonkers for some reason, something goes bad in the Gulf, something goes bad. Uh, IPOs have been yanked before, so still not a done deal. Probably a done deal. Um, taking a look at some metrics, a lot of people are starting to get a little bit worried about Twitter. They're slowing as far as engagement in the United States goes. Pinterest is number one fastest growing social media site at this point in time, followed by LinkedIn, Facebook, and then in declining growth, Twitter. If you want to chase that, go for it. I would be very, very cautious um, chasing performance. I would rather you err on the side of safety than try to hit home run. Look, if you want to do it, do it. I'm not going to be the one to stop you. Um, LinkedIn, you know, IPO'd, pulled back, marched. Facebook, IPO'd, pulled back, marched. 
uh, Groupon, Zynga, all have very similar stories. Uh, Yelp as well, all social media 2.0 companies. I don't know. That's, I guess that's as much caution as I could throw at you. Annual home price growth fastest since 2006. Eh, that's a little bit misleading. Nevada tops gains year over year up 25%, but still well off its highs. Well off its highs, 225 plus percent. So home prices rose two tenths of a percent, very slow month to month. Average home prices in nearly half the states are now within striking distance of their pre-downturn pricing peaks. I was fortunate. I bought a home four and a half years ago that it worked out really well. Um, it was the lowest in my neighborhood, the lowest month in my neighborhood, the lowest point. And within a year, it's already back to all-time highs. Core logic. But again, something that I think is truly frightening is we're hearing more and more stories about how millennials really don't care. We want to see the young people traveling to Europe. We want to see them engaging in life and getting life experience. And they just really don't care. They don't want to live up to our standards or our parents' standards. And that's fine. It's interesting. It's going to tell a heck of a story when all is said and done about the generations. Keep in mind, baby boomers, when they were in their 20s, they were all about peace and love. They're all about changing the world through flower power, changing the world through love. Um, Here's the problem. They sold out. 20 years later... They're like, I want a BMW. Who needs a VW bus when you can have a, a BMW? Anyway, just throwing it out there at you. Um, what else is there to really talk about? Stocks are not the strong, strongest today. They're definitely, definitely not the weakest. We've had a big run-up this year. We're at the end of the year. We've had great earnings. Um... I don't know. It's I always am invested. Sometimes I'm more in line with an up market with aggressive holdings. Sometimes I'm a little bit more defensive in my holdings. SP 500's down four. The Dow's down 32. The Nasdaq's down two. I don't let fear get in the way of investing. Big brands are bailing on the Super Bowl because four million dollars a spot is too expensive. Have we gotten to the point where enough is enough? I was talking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst from Briefing.com, about the whole idea of why is Toys R Us open at 5 p.m. this year? Do we really need, on Thanksgiving, them open at 5? Like, shouldn't we boycott and send a message? Can't you let your employees have a day off? Netflix enters the Oscar race. They're acquiring the rights to a documentary called The Square, which is all about Cairo's Tahir Square. Um, the real-life protesters. Now, they got into TV with House of Cards, and they they paid a lot of money for it, and it paid off for them. Um, Amazon's betting, ultimately, that you're going to cut the cord. Not only are you going to cut the cord of the cable TV, because there's plenty of programming out there that you can consume with Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, but the thought is that you may start cutting the cord with broadband, too, which, how would that play out? I'm certainly at the point now where I pay for a phone 
and I also pay for cable, internet. And my phone is much more internet now than my desktop is. So that's got to scare Comcast on some levels. Target's going to give you a $200 gift card for your old iPad this week. That's a great story. You could have bought an iPad 1, and you could probably get one on Craigslist right now for $100, and they'll give you a gift card for $200. Of course, it's used in store. They're selling last year's iPad Mini for $299. So with a $25 gift card, uh, if you give an old iPad, you'll get $200 back plus $25 back for buying the iPad Mini. Thus, your iPad Mini is now 75 bucks. That's not bad. Home prices are rising at a slower pace. We already talked a little bit about that. Uh, Medicare paid $23 million to dead people. I think a lot of Americans would say, you know what? I will pay higher taxes. You know what? I will pay for social programs. But you got to promise me that stupid stuff like this isn't going to happen. So the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services doled out $23 million in benefits to 17,000 deceased beneficiaries in 2011. There's some false claims there for sure. For sure, Batman. Um, Other big stories of note. Tesla reporting earnings today after the market closes. Tenant Healthcare down 8%. They said third quarter profit dropped to $28 million uh, total. Um, GT Advanced Technologies, ticker symbol GTAT, up 25%. They signed a deal to supply sapphire material to Apple. Sapphire material is the type of glass that you have on the lens so it doesn't scratch. Apple's going to be starting up a factory in, uh, I think it's Arizona. Yeah, it's Arizona to basically build these glass units for various products that they have. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm really interested in Tesla tonight. See what investor reaction is after the um, earnings release. So plenty of ink has been spilled over pros and cons of the company. Um, I think the cars are amazing looking. I think they're beautiful. I think in 5, 10 years from now, it could be a legitimate you know, competitor on a scale we're not there yet. I think it's way too early. Is it early as an investment if you're going to hold it for 40 years? No. Should you expect instant gratification every year that you have it? No. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up. Coming up. When is it coming up? It's coming up soon. Thursday evening. It's my last live event of the year where I'm doing a educational angle tied towards building a retirement portfolio. Um... What does that mean? An income portfolio in retirement that basically pays you what you need till the day you die. So it's a portfolio that lasts November 7th. I'm doing a phone fundraiser. Bring an old phone or drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll get you the entry code. Otherwise, it's $5. Everything goes to charity, whether it be the phone or the $5. Building a retirement portfolio that lasts Thursday at the San Jose Airport Hotel at San Jose Radisson Airport Hotel. You can learn more about this event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So have you come two to thirty nine thirty four? That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Put 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Talk to all things financial money, invested in more. Got a big event coming up Thursday night at San Jose Airport. It's Retirement Income Portfolio Building Workshop. It is a fundraiser. If you donate an old cell phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I'll send you the entry code so you can get in for free. Otherwise, it's $5. If you've never been to one, drop me an email. I'll send you the code. Um, I really, really enjoy the one-on-one, face-to-face kind of events. They just teach me a lot about who you are and what you're looking for. SP 500 is down 5, or oh, you can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Dow's down 40, NASDAQ down 6. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He is our financial planning, our house financial planner for the show, Rob Black and Your Money. Headline reads, a robotic toilet called the Numi. It retails for $6,400. It's a huge hit in China. The Numi uses motion detectors and remote control to open and close its seat to flush. It also features leg-warming porcelain built-in stereo system, and three bidet settings. $6,400. Now, I want it, but I know that I shouldn't. It's like I want a BMW, but I know that I shouldn't. Uh, expensive, <laughs> expensive toys. Well, it sounds like a crappy investment to me. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the setup. You'll be here all weekend long. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, no, again, it's funny in hindsight. Don't you wish you can go back and, and talk to yourself and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't buy. Like, for some reason, I wanted an Xbox 360. I wanted to see the technology. I wanted to, like, make sure that, you know, if we're going to talk about investing in Sony PlayStation 3 versus Xbox, it, it's a toy. It's a, it's a $300 waste of money for me. It's something, you know, I don't even like console gaming. But I wanted to check it out just so I knew that I could, I could talk about it. Um, because, you know, now the Xbox is super big in the living room, and people are using Xbox to actually watch videos more so than play video games. So, sure. it, you know, I, I, I got some money's worth from it, but expensive toys, they, they, they're a downfall for our, our society. They're a reason we don't save enough for retirement. The got to have. I mean, it, it's kind of a big problem in China right now, too, you know, and as they're trying to get to a more consumer-based economy there, um, people are saving and saving and saving so they can get that next smartphone. What's going to happen to the Chinese population? Are they going to save, or will the communist side of their government end up taking care of them in retirement? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how China plays out over the next couple of decades. I suppose I'm almost agreeing with Susie Orman. She's got that segment on, Can I Afford It? Mm-hmm. And she basically tries to get the white, trashiest people on the planet to call in and say, you know, Suze, I want to get a, you know, something that's just way out of there, their, like a, a, a Rolex. Like, you should consider a Rolex when you've got a million dollars saved, but not a moment before that. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, if you're going for depreciating assets before you've maxed out your 401k to the 17,500 level, you've got problems. And you're going to work till the day you die or be miserable in retirement. It's funny because actually I'll tell people, if you're going to buy a a Rolex, buy a Rolex. Don't buy a $400 watch, buy a Rolex. Because Rolexes will actually retail for what you paid for, sometimes, but not often. But sometimes. So what's the most expensive toy you've ever bought that you regret? Boy. I don't, you know, I think it's just... Oh, this is... I, so always, I always regret cars that I've bought. So I've bought, 
the current car I bought used, but the the one new car that I bought just you know it was a depreciating asset. It felt terrible that you know that buyer's remorse that you get two weeks later. Then your kids eat in the car after you've spent a year not letting them eat in the car, and then all of a sudden it just a, it's a mess all that kind of a thing. So Thank I think you. it's always cars for me. Okay. I don't buy a lot of toys because I like activities. So okay, but your kids, do you, do you, anything you regret buying them? <laughs> yeah, my uh, nine-year-old is a Lego nut, right? And so um, for a, I can't remember what it was, I think a report card or something else. He got an eighty-dollar Lego set, right? Eighty bucks that I spent on my kid for Legos. They're yeah. expensive. Okay. And I said, you need to put this together the right way per the directions. <laughs> and uh, if you do, I'll, I'll, I will buy you another one next time. And he did it. But the second one he didn't put together. It's just in a big pile on the table, you know, and it's just a wasted $80 Lego kit. Okay, so you got him a Lego kit, and then you insisted that he, he build what was on the cover of the Lego kit? Well, yeah, these Lego kits, I mean, they, they have, you know, 30-page instruction booklets to build a city, like for Indiana Jones or Ninjago. Nin- what, what is Ninjago? Ninjago is the latest craze in Legos. It's like these types of ninjas okay. that are Legos. And yeah, kids, kids love them. I learned there's Japanese Legos that are different than American Legos. <laughs> I won't tell your kid that. because maybe And Legos launched a whole form of Legos for girls, too. That, I guess, is kind of a flop, but we'll see. Which Legos are they, they already are for girls? It's, I mean, how in- insulting that you have to make them pink to make them for girls. Yeah. So, anything else? Um, well, you know, I can tell you areas where I've wasted money that I wish I could go back love. I can't tell you how many bottles of wine that I've spent too much money on trying to get her, you know, to be impressed by me. Yeah. yeah. Um, jewelry. I say, you know, there's no woman on the planet can tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic zirconium. Go cubic zirconium, in my opinion. Yeah, because the other woman can't tell either. That's right. So, get, get costume jewelry. And just well, go, going back in time, I guess it would have been a post-nuptial agreement. <laughs> That's what I wish I would have spent money on that I didn't. Awesome. So, the segment is look at the things you're spending money on. Question the things you're spending money on. You know, does your kid need his own little iPad? Probably not. Does he need a new iPad? Probably not. Can he get the iPad 1 and get by and live and not die? Probably so. And for your kids, you probably could have got a bitchin' set of Legos off Craigslist. You probably didn't have to go. But that's the thing, is that you can buy all that stuff used. If it was going to end up in a pile of Legos, uh, could have bought a whole bunch used. I saw a new business, and I'll keep this short. It's for 20-year-old girls that basically, you give three blouses to another girl after you're done with three blouses, and it's like swapping of clothes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I don't know if it's practical in reality. But um, I love the ideas, and they're doing the same thing with kids' toys, where you can basically, it's kind of like a Netflix. For 20 bucks a month, we'll send you, you know, three sets of toys for your kids. You send them back, we'll send you more sets of toys. Thomas the Tank Engine, that's where I wasted, uh, you know, spent a ton of money on for my kids. Thomas the Tank. Yep. I think it was com- uh, Thomas the Train, but that's neither here nor there. You're listening to CFP Chad Burke, and you can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And again, big event coming up Thursday night in San Jose at the Airport Hotel, formerly the Radisson. Um, I know. <laughs> Why would you change your name to the Airport Hotel? Who knows? 639 It's all going to be all about setting up a portfolio, tax efficiencies, asset allocation. Um, it's an event that we don't do very often, and it's retirement income building portfolio strategy. Um, I have an income strategy that's going to be different than yours. I'm going to be revealing some growth stocks for 2014, some value stocks for 2014. Uh, one of the value stocks I recently revealed is a real estate investment trust. It's publicly traded. I put it in a newsletter that I sent out yesterday. You can sign up for the newsletter by going to rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com and hit sign up for newsletter. Um, 
I sent out probably 10 to 16 times a year. Um, and it's typically tied towards event changes, like markets are at an all-time high. What do you do now? Uh, but yesterday I put in, you know, a growth stock, a value stock, a little update on real estate, and an update on the international markets and what to expect in 2014. You can sign up for the event in San Jose at robblack.com. Newsletter as well at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm as passionate about investing as I am about saving money. I hope you are as well. I want you to stop doing bad stuff. If you own a business, you get great tax deductions, tax write offs. If your spouse works for IBM, you get great health care. There's trade-offs, there's compromises, there's angles that you should take of conversation. Um, one of the more ridiculous things that I could say is that, you know, I love dental floss. In large part, keeping your teeth healthy is important. I love going for a four, five, six-mile run. Keeping your heart healthy is, is part of a financial plan. You lose your teeth, you lose your, your heart, it gets expensive fast. I got an email earlier this morning from uh, one of my long-term listeners. Uh, he's the dog man. If you've ever been to an Oakland A's game, you've seen him. And he makes pots for a living. He turned 65. Um, and he jumped on to Medicare. Procedures last year under Blue Cross that would have cost him thousands of dollars, now $30. Tests that used to cost $5,000 under Blue Cross are $30. Office visits under Blue Cross were $225, are now $25. And long story short, he thinks he's going to die at some point, but he's thankful that he's on Medicare now because it's a lot cheaper than his individual policy was. Um, Costs for medical insurance are way down for him. You know, the write-off for self-employed medical is down to about $2,200 instead of $9,600. Someone, you know, uh, it doesn't take a mathematician to figure out that healthcare is expensive. And the new healthcare plan is very, very slow at this point in time of signing up healthy people to help offset more expensive elderly. Some of the statistics that came out earlier today is that the young are avoiding healthcare coverage. It's, a, it's for a lot of reasons right now, you know. It's mandatory that we have it next year. But Someone who's healthy isn't as dramatically inclined to want to sign up as someone who's older and not as healthy. They're going to wait through delays. They're going to wait through glitches. Um, the numbers demonstrate a very real-world problem, though. Health insurance really only works if you have a group of people buying it to spread out the costs. Average early age of priority health in Michigan insurers ticked up to the age of 51 from last year's 41. So Wisconsin's largest nonprofit insurer said that more than half of its 150 signees are over 50, a higher proportion than expected. So they're going to raise prices. I worry that it can 
sting real estate next uh, they can sting the economy next year. And back to the guy who last year was paying five thousand dollars for tests and you know hospital visits, and now he's paying thirty bucks. He's not paying the difference. You, the taxpayer, are. So know that it's it. It's a burden on our economy. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing in more. Um. You know, I still think one of the big trends right now is tied towards the way we consume media. And I don't know anyone who doesn't have the concept of binge consuming from Netflix as part of their their lifestyle. A couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, 12 years ago, I had never seen The Sopranos, and I moved to a new area. And I contacted Netflix. I said, send me season one, disc one, two, and three. Consumed them all. Send me Netflix, send me Sopranos. Just, you know, as many as you can, consume them all. I was binging before binging became popular. Binging became real popular with uh, Breaking Bad, I think. Probably some other shows as well. But we're changing the way we consume. Pinterest is the fastest growing content sharing platform out there right now. One of the areas that I always want to push you into is thinking about the future and the millennials. And study after study after study is showing that they don't care. They don't have to be you and me. They don't have to have our standards of of quality, our standards of living. And that's going to change a lot of things in the future. If they don't want a big house, you can get a 250-square-foot house, apartment in San Francisco. Do 250 square feet. It's not much. It is not much at all. That includes, like, community shower. It's like living in a dorm. So, I don't know. Just throwing it out there for you. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You have to think about where the puck's going. Wayne Gretzky taught us that. And I think that is what I'm getting at with millennials. And the baby boomers and Generation X and how we all kind of tolerate each other. So... um, other big stories of note, I think this bullion fiasco with Miami Dolphins is pretty insane. I think that's probably one of the things that I fear the most, is that our high school systems are out of whack, and there's too much bullion that becomes college bullion, which becomes a professional sports bullion. That needs to stop, and it's up to the parents to stop that. Other stories of note out there today... Call of Duty's out for Activision. Call of Duty's a... It's called Call of Duty Ghost. I'm sure some people called in sick to work today so they can play. I think it went on sale last night at midnight in some retail locations. So, Activision Take-Two, Electronic Arts, Zynga, they're all companies that make games. The company that makes Candy Crush. Candy Crush pulls in something ridiculous, like $400,000 a day of people buying, like, extra bombs for Candy Crush. Like, oh, come up with one hit game. One hit game. Companies have become public. A lot like Zynga did with Farmville. The question is, can they do a second big game? 
or is the gaming world that fractured that you could be a one-hit wonder and, and your talent moves on? One of the areas that I'm really concerned with on health care, with Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act, to me is tied towards unintended consequences. When the government started subsidizing college loans, college costs went up. So when you start subsidizing health care, well, I don't know. I'm just w- a little bit worried on it. That's not even funny. Sorry about that, Brock. So one of the stocks that I'm looking at right now, and I, I highlighted yesterday in my newsletter, is real estate investment trust. And I think that's the best way for the average person to own real estate. I'm particularly fond of apartment REITs and office property REITs. Um, There's one in San Francisco called Avalon Bay, and it's got apartments that are considered luxury apartments across the nation in big cities. It allows you to own the real estate. On top of it, you get the management that services that real estate. So you own real estate. If you buy 100 shares, you own 100 shares. I'm stunned by how many people want to buy in Vegas or Phoenix and take on a 30-year mortgage. You're the dumbest people out there. You're the people that get hurt the most. You have the least amount of understanding of what you're getting yourself into. And you're a sucker. Typically, the people who are pitching real estate out of state have massive commissions for finding buyers. If it was a good deal, they're going to Mark Cuban. They're not going to Yale, in my opinion. Um, So Avalon Bay. When you own 100 shares, you own 100 shares. You don't own a 30-year mortgage. If you lose your job... You can just sell 100 shares, raise a little capital. You don't actually have to pay a mortgage next month. One of the areas that concerns me is credit issues. I see too many Americans using credit incorrectly. Credit cards are not meant to carry balances because the fees are too high. And if you're carrying interest of 10, 12, 18% month over month, you're going to basically bankrupt yourself because you're not getting an 18% raise month over month. If your spouse has a spending problem and you have a massive credit card bill, you need to talk. So look at your financial inventory. You know, you want to build a spending plan. You want to build a savings plan. You kind of want to calculate your net worth. There's a good website called Mint.com, M-I-N-T.com. Level is a good app. Mint's a good app as well. Start putting away the plastic if you can't spend it appropriately. I've got a card that gives me 2% cash back on all purchases. I put everything through it. I paid off halfway through the month just so I could put more on it. You know, my max limit's not as high as I want it to be. I, I wish they would give me more. But they're kind of on to me. I take my rewards and I spend them every single uh, every six months. If they give me 2% back, I ask for it. Because they could change the deal at any point in time. I signed that waiver of, did you read this terms and conditions? You know, your 2% cash savings, that cash could be deemed, well, we're only going to call it 1% now. We changed the rules. So anything that you got saved up, we changed the rules. We have the right to do so, so screw you. Anyhow, wealth is something that it takes a lot of patience, and you can't be cocky or arrogant. Thursday evening, November 7th, doing a building a retirement portfolio that lasts... I want you to expect, if you're healthy, that you're going to live somewhere between 90 and 95. Do you have enough income to last that long? So start taking out a simple $40,000 a year. When do you run out of money? You need to beat your drawdown rate. 
plus inflation in your retirement income portfolio. You can sign up for the event Thursday evening at the airport hotel, formerly the San Jose Radisson Airport. It's Thursday evening from 6.30 to 9. If you bring an old cell phone, you get in for free. Sign up online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You think of the energy. It's easy when you're young and you still want it so badly. And I Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. Home prices rose at a slower pace in September, according to CoreLogic, increasing just two tenths of a percent. We're learning that the young are avoiding the new health care plans. Early buyers of the coverage are quite a bit older, 51 years old versus last year's average enrollee of about 41. And that's going to be a problem. It's going to make health care more expensive for all people. That could be a big drag on the economy next year. Twitter IPO comes Thursday. This Thursday should be exciting times. A lot of millionaires will be made that day. Be careful chasing IPOs. Let's bring in the one, the only, CFP Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. we got the big event coming up Thursday night. It's our last one of the year. It's Retirement Income Portfolio Building event workshop. It's in San Jose at San Jose Airport. People can sign up right now between 6.30 and 9 p.m. Thursday evening, but you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So you believe it's already the end of the year? We're doing I know. planning issues? I love it. I hate it. So I love this time of year because it slows me down. I hate it because I'm one year older. <laughs> That's right. One year close to death. Um, you sent me an email that I found interesting. Someone sent you an email talking about, you know, 401k, dangers of overfunding the 401k early on. What's that mean? Well, you got to know what your plan document says because a lot of people, especially in the tech industry, you get bonuses at certain times of the year. And when you sign up to contribute to your 401k, most people sign up as a percentage. So if you get your bonus, say, mid-year, all of a sudden – your percentage of your bonus that you're deferring in your 401k can cause you to max out your 401k really early in the year. And Why is that bad? The way that, what's that? Why is that bad? Well, because the way that a lot of plan documents can be written, that uh, the match comes on a monthly basis. And so um, if you max out too early and your plan document's kind of an old historic one, you end up missing out on some match potentially because it comes on a monthly basis. Now, a lot of companies have a true-up where the next year you'll see, oh, okay, they maxed out their 401K early, so we missed out on the match the you know next several paychecks, so we'll true it up. You really got to talk to your HR department, ask them if that's the case, if you're a person that maxes out your 401K early every year. Um, find out how that works. And the other thing is, too, is that, if you're going to be 50 this year, even if you t- turn 50 on December 31st, 2013, you're eligible for that higher catch-up contribution. So I've been talking to a couple of different people that, you know, recently turned 50 or they do in the next month or two, 
they're still at the 17500 level, not realizing that they can get that extra 5500 bucks in for being 50 or older by the end of the year. So make sure that you're aware um, of your age 50, you know, really early in the next year. So if you're turning early, uh, 50 next year, make sure that in January you're adjusting your 401k contributions to take advantage of that, that catch-up limit that you get. So the maximum amount to be able to contribute to a 401k has been going up in the past few years. Is that set on a regiment every two years? It adds 500 bucks, or is it up to the IRS or somebody to figure out what that number should be as far as a maximum 401k contribution? Yeah, it's up to the IRS. I don't think we've seen final numbers yet for 2014. I've seen some preliminary ones, but I'm not going to say what those are. But uh, yeah, usually you get 250 to 500 dollar increments if there is inflation. But the government can be funny with that because on the year where the government said there's no inflation and they, for the first time, uh, year before last, did not increase Social Security payments to recipients, at the same time, Medicare Part B went up by a little over 5 or 6% in terms of cost, and that cost comes directly out of your Social Security check. So you never know how these calculations are being made. It's a little bit, a little bit fishy. So how is the office doing today? Fully staffed? Fully staffed, yep, and adding to it. I'm one that's not afraid to be hiring and uh, try to get through the, the un, you know, you were talking about the Affordable Care Act and how it's going to be a potential drag on the economy. I, I kind of believe that. I kind of believe that the lower-end retailers are probably going to struggle a little bit as well as people deal with either higher health insurance costs if they haven't had health insurance before and they don't have it through their employer or a tax hit that they really won't know that's going to be there until April 15th of 2015. So, being our how we all adjust to this. I love you because I was trying to be cute and say, is everyone clocking out so they can play Call of Duty Ghosts? It was released this morning, and <laughs> I have to imagine productivity in America took a hit with Grand Theft Auto V and with uh, Call of Duty V Ghosts or whatever it is at this point in time. You know, a dog plays a main, a dog plays main character in the story. A dog does in Ghost. Yeah, you can play um, part of a, an attack canine. So, uh, just no, my, there for my kids won't even play video games with me. I'm so horrible. <laughs> and now they're going to be running around emulating dogs that tear out people's throats. I've tried nice. to play Call of Duty before. I just run around and shoot the walls and the ceiling. I'm getting there. I'm losing my skills. I used to have mad skills, and I could use yeah, like a pole arm. Like the gamer, Mr. Black. Many, 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 many years ago. But that CFP, Chad Burton, anything you want to talk about, the San Jose Airport event that we're doing Thursday night, anything you want to plug? Well, I mean, yeah, again, when to rebalance the portfolio. The safe money and how to calculate how much safe money you need in retirement, if you have the right amount of safe money, it allows you, you can be a more aggressive investor if you like, especially if you're concentrating on dividends. You just have to be systematic about when you rebalance. And you also have to look at bond alternatives. If you're going to try to be that person that takes 45% of your portfolio a year. All right. Sign up for the big event Thursday night, 6.30 to 9, Airport Hotel. It's a retirement income portfolio building event. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com this Thursday. 630 to 9. If you want to donate a cell phone, an old one, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I'll get you an entry code for it. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk soon.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.